hey, Nelson, alcoholic, addict, and a lot of other things, but my name actually isn't Nelson. It's a pen name that I came up with here for my newsletter. I went to the dermatologist the other day for the first time in forever. It's been like 15, 20 years probably. Um, but I had this like little inky looking spot on my arm for a few years now. And my doctor told me a couple times that I should go have a dermatologist take a look at it. And I finally did. I went earlier this week and I had my eight-year-old daughter with me because we had some child care issues and just had no other choice. I tried to hire a babysitter. It just didn't work. So I had to bring her with me. And we went into the room and the doctor came in and he looked at the spot on my arm. It was about, it's about the size of like, if you made one small ink dot on a piece of paper, very small. And he looked at it and he said, Hey, it looks benign, but what do you say? We just take it off. Just get it tested and just be on the safe side. And he explained what it would take to do it in the office there. And it was like, it was a nothing burger. So I said, sure, let's do it. I'm a big tough guy who's had the ends of his feet amputated for God's sake. Like I can handle a little cut on my arm, right? And a quick aside, if you're new to this newsletter, uh, I'm not making a joke about my feet. I actually really did get sick in college. I, it was bacterial meningitis. I ended up having, uh, I ended up in a coma and I ended up having all 10 toes. Uh, so the ends of both feet amputated, uh, it was about 15 years ago and I've probably had five different surgical procedures over the years on my feet and I've had a few others on different body parts too. So I'm, I'm at like the 10 surgery, 10 major surgeries and lots of other minor things, lots of stitches, concussions, cuts. I've been through a lot. Uh, so so what, what's the big deal about this, right? So the nurse comes in and she starts to numb my arm and I didn't, I, I didn't feel nervous at all. I wasn't breathing fast. It didn't seem like, as far as I could tell, my heart rate seemed fine. I, it just, I wasn't, I, I didn't have sweaty palms, nothing. I was just like kind of talking to her, joking around, talking to my eight-year-old. And then she said she was done numbing it. And I looked down and I saw the needle getting pulled out of my arm. I didn't even know she had done it. I didn't even feel like a pinch, no panic. I just, so I, I felt fine. And then I didn't, <laughs> I did not feel fine. I felt this wave rush up through my body and into my head. And it reminded me a lot of that rush you get when you put a substance into your body. Um, except this was not the pleasurable kind. I did not feel a warm haze. It was not I wouldn't call it being high or anything like that. Um, it was this, it was not the warm haze that a lot of us describe as our, you know, our early days of drinking. Like we would feel this like nice rush come over us. It was not that it was freaking terrible. It, I felt a total loss of control over my body, you know, and then the lights went out. I woke up. <laughs> there had been a group of people in the room. Now there was a different group of people in the room and I had been sitting down. So I didn't, I didn't like fall to the ground or anything. I just kind of like laid back a little. I completely went night, night. Like my eyes were open apparently. And my, I, when I looked over my eight year old, she had this look on her face, like what in the hell just happened? And <laughs> I was laying in like in more sweat than like I swear a marathon runner like w would have nothing on the amount of sweat that I was laying in. It was just this disgusting pool of water. I can't even believe I sweated like that in like five seconds, which is apparently how long it was. 
and they were <laughs> the you know the nurses came rushing in and they were giving me water in a granola bar, like I was like a, a toddler in a onesie <laughs> waiting for his little snacky, give me my snacky uh, in, in the afternoon after lunch or something. Um, and they, you know, they told me they felt like it was because I hadn't eaten anything that morning. And I think that's probably true. But I do, I got to admit, I like that answer better than the other option, which is that I'm a weak, old, dopey man uh, fainting over a 10-second medical procedure that didn't even actually hurt at all. But that's that's just ego and insecurity stuff. I don't know what I don't know what caused it. It doesn't really matter, right? What really matters to me and what lingers is it's a that was an unfortunate reminder about what the end of my drinking and drugging days look like like I would experiment with things I would push the boundaries of what I could consume you know like if six gets me drunk what does eight beers do what does six beers plus an ambient um you know I man I just it pushed the boundaries of what I could consume I just did that all the time and there would sometimes be a moment quite a few times actually where what was done was done Whatever I put into my body, it was gonna it was gonna do what it's gonna do. And my head would start to spin. I would lay down and I would know that whatever was gonna happen was already happening. Nothing that I could do about it. I would have no, I would have in those moments, I would have no control over whether I was gonna black out, pass out, wake up, be fine, or not wake up. You know, I didn't sometimes I would like keel over and I would remember it and I would just remember feeling like I hope I don't die you know I remember feeling extreme fear in those moments and yet I would I did it again the next day every time you know and I I didn't want to live like that anymore at a certain point I didn't want to live like that anymore I couldn't do it anymore the pain was too much and that dermatology appointment reminded me that my active addiction it doesn't involve warm and fuzzy numbing. It involves basically overdosing with substances that might or not, they might or might not kill me. You know, they might or might not paralyze me. They might or might not cause me to end up in a coma, you know? So when I woke up at the dermatologist's office, um, I went through the whole process that you do when your kindergartner has a fever like I drank some cold water and I ate the granola bar like a good little boy <laughs> and I improved right away they put an ice pack on my neck to help my boo-boo heal up and within five minutes I was okay my daughter politely asked if she could wait outside and somebody walked her out I think she was I think she was genuinely traumatized by it a, a little bit which is the you know, that's an unfunny moment in what I think is otherwise a pretty hilarious incident. Um, she seemed okay as the day went on, but um, if at all possible, I won't be exposing her to anything like that again. And I don't want to expose myself to that either. You know, the procedure, they cut the thing off my arm, no big deal. I mean, it took like, I admit, not 10 seconds, but like less than 30. The guy's like, okay, we're done. And it was just like, okay, you know, let me drink another water and eat another granola bar, granola bar. Uh, and it was fine, you know, and it's such a good reminder for me in my sobriety about how that voice in your head that whispers, whispers those things that like, they sound 
they we start to think they're true sometimes, which is like, hey, maybe a couple of drinks wouldn't be so bad. I mean, you've been sober for a while, right? Like a, a drink or two, just take the edge off, you know, no big deal. And I don't take the edge off. I want to avoid that feeling of total loss of body control as much as humanly possible. And so just for today, I will not be drinking or drugging. And I think I might abstain from minor surgery for a little bit too. <laughs> so we'll see. Thanks for letting me share.